This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The opposition to the province's cuts to public health is heating up. Today, officials from Peterborough and Kingston joined Toronto Health Board Chair uh, Joe Cressy to warn that this will result in cutbacks to crucial programs like school nutrition, vaccinations, and restaurant inspections. The province's take is totally different. They characterize this as a small 5% cut that can come out of administration costs, with the Premier insisting that cities should be able to easily find this cash. So who is right? Oh, let's go to Dr. Rosanna Salvaterra, the Medical Officer of Health with the Peterborough Board of Health and Regional Chair Karen Redman from the Regional Municipal municipality of Waterloo. Welcome to you both. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's our pleasure. Nice to join you. Okay, let us start with Chair Karen Redman. Karen, what do you say to the way the Premier is characterizing this? It isn't just about the money, Libby, to be quite honest. It's about a fundamental restructuring going from 35 existing bodies down to 10 regional health boards. Really, it worries me that um, the integration will be lost. We've been very well served um, throughout the province and certainly in, in my riding um, of Waterloo Region as well with that integrated approach where we get public health to comment on planning, on transportation, on dealing with the opioid crisis. And if we go to arm's length uh, bodies, they're opaque. We don't know what the taxing authority is like. So there's a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things that Doug Ford said was that in some of the smaller health authorities, they were having trouble uh, finding people to staff and and stuff like that, which is why he said he made them bigger. Well, and I would respond, um, I'm actually also chair of MARCO, which is uh, the um, mayors and regional chairs of Ontario. So we represent the large single-tier and two-tier systems throughout the province. And my concern is the fact that they are moving the decision-making and the authority away from the grassroots. I think there are other ways to deal with those issues. They certainly aren't anything that any of the Marco members have been dealing with. We have excellent professional staff, and we benefit, as do our citizens, from the decisions that are made hand-in-hand with public health. Okay. Dr. Salvatera, how do you respond to Ford's comments? Well, similarly, as, as you've heard um, uh, from Ms. Redmond, we have concerns that, that these proposed 10 new regional boards of health are, are far bigger with, with much less representation and connection to local communities. Unlike Waterloo, we, we have very uh, a lot of rural, very, uh, our urban centers are quite small. Um, we uh, are concerned that, in fact, the, the download that's being uh, proposed from the current 75% provincial to the 25% uh, municipalities to that down to a 60-40 uh, proportion is really not 
sustainable for small rural communities. We don't, they don't have the funds to be able to fund uh, public health and that this would jeopardize our public health services. We, we saw certainly what happened back when municipalities shouldered a greater burden for public health uh, and it, it took SARS and it took Walkerton to expose the fact that public health had been neglected for many years and we certainly don't want to go back there. Uh, you're mentioning the 60-40 split, Karen Redman. Uh, you're actually doing better to tr- than Toronto. Toronto is, is going to end up with 50-50. There, there's still a devastating announcement to be made mid-budget year, and it's really important, Libby, to point out that municipalities cannot run de- deficits. And yeah. our budget year starts January 1st. These announcements were made and came into effect April the 1st. So we are four months into a 12-month budget. And we're now being asked to recalibrate um, this uh, cost-sharing. So it's devastating, and we're really worried that it will create a risk, an additional risk for the the health of the people we serve. They've talked about one-time funding to cushion that transition. Is that comforting at all? What I would really like to see is more consultation with municipalities and organizations like Marco, like the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, um, like the um, Public Health Association. We can be value-added. So I still go back to the fact that this is a fundamental restructuring of how the system works. And I hope that there aren't unintended consequences because my belief is that there will be unintended consequences to these changes. Dr. Salvatera, how do you feel about the new, the restructuring for you? Is that uh, worse than the, than the, even the money aspect of it? Well, you know, we've never, I don't think anyone is opposed to amalgamations. In fact, over the past few years, a few boards of health have already gone ahead and done that. Uh, there was a report written in 2006 that recommended amalgamations that would reduce the number of public health units to 25, not 10, but 25. And that makes a lot of sense. I think an amalgamation must strike the right balance between the size of the geographic area, the population, and those connections, those really important connections with municipal governments. In Peterborough's case, we also have two First Nations that are part of our Board of Health. And so all of this must be taken into consideration in an open and a transparent process that, uh, in order to come up with the best fit. So I, too, feel this is rushed. Uh, it was done without consultation, and we would welcome an opportunity to be able to help design what a restructured public health system would look like. Okay. Um, Dr. Uh, Karen Redman, I know you have to go. Uh, we are continuing with Dr. Salvatera. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with, Karen Redman? I, I would just like to, um, uh, I think, underscore the comments that were just made. We recognize that municipalities now are providing services that weren't imagined when we um, started out uh, relying on our municipal tax base and the affordability of homes to fund these things. 
So we recognize that our relationship with senior levels of government, uh, clearly the province and the federal government, are very important for us to deliver the kind of services and the quality of services that people have come to expect from municipalities. Having said that, we need to work with them, we need to be consulted, and craft a change. If we're going to have a fundamental change, let's have a thoughtful discussion. And it doesn't have to take years. Nobody, I think, is against being more efficient, but we need to be effective. We need to be transparent. And we need to be able to respond to local need. And that varies across the province. So I, too, would really welcome the opportunity to continue to work with this provincial government to make sure that any change that comes about is one that's in the best interest of the people we serve. Okay, Karen Redmond, thank you. And Dr. Rosanna Salvatera, we continue with you. Now, that is a criticism that we are hearing across the board, basically with every aspect, that that this provincial government is moving at breakneck speed without consulting the people who are affected. So, uh, one question I have is that, do you know where this is coming from? Because I know that on other issues, for instance, the subway upload, they uh, are relying very heavily on certain consultants who've come up with quick reports. I mean, to your knowledge, wh- where is this coming from? Uh, well, I, I don't Studio? have... I have no idea where it's coming from. We had no um, advance warning prior to the uh, provincial budget that this was even a possibility. Um, and so I'm, I'm afraid I don't know. We haven't been given much information yet. Uh, I know there are meetings scheduled this week, to, uh, teleconferences. We have one coming up on Friday where we learn. We hope to learn more information, but uh, we certainly were not consulted in, in these proposed changes. Okay, hang on, Dr. Salvatero. We'll take a call from Dave in Brampton. Hello, Dave. Dave, are you there? And uh, Hello, uh, Dave. Dave, can you start that? Because we... Uh, oh, sorry. Okay. My point is that he's doing this to uh, get rid of the deficit, yet he can borrow $27 billion to build a subway? Isn't that another deficit? Uh, well, they, I, I'm, I don't know exactly. Well, they, that's what he said he was going to do. Well, right. And it's not all provincial money. There's cost well, sharing. Well, he said but, if, if the others couldn't come forth with the money, he would pay for the whole thing. Okay. Well, you know, you, I guess we're seeing where his priorities are. Yeah. But I'm, I, like I'm saying, what, how can, how can he consider that's not a deficit? Well, the, we're not, I don't know that he considers that. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're against these, these cuts? Well, yeah, I think the cuts are, uh, some of these cuts are totally ridiculous. Uh, I understood originally he said he was looking for 4% efficiencies. And efficiencies to me is you go after the place where there's money being wasted, not where it's being used properly. Yeah, he's and uh, he's saying with this that you can cut some admin costs and save the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think a good idea would be he resign and we save $200,000 a year. 
Okay. Thank Dave, you. thank you for that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, we are talking to Dr. Rosanna Salvatera, who is with Peterborough Public Health. The numbers to call, we're talking about these cuts to public health, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Dr. Salvatera, one of the things when when uh, Joe Cressy of Toronto was talking about these cuts and the impact they might have. The provincial government totally poo-pooed it. They said when it comes to school nutrition, which the city says is at risk, they said that comes out of a different envelope, as does vaccination. They just said that, I mean, basically from someone who is not involved or hasn't read the books, it's very hard to sort out who's right. I agree. I mean, and, and unfortunately, we just don't have enough clarity on the on the impact of the reductions. Uh, we, I know here we've made some uh, calculations based on a letter we received on April the 29th, and we're projecting uh, a seven percent cut in our provincial share of our funding for this year. That, that's a that's a, a, a sizable amount of of money. We're not quite sure yet how our municipalities are going to be able to come up to fill that hole. Um, but as I said earlier, it puts a greater burden on our local municipalities. And they, they, what I've understood is that they don't have the resources or the means to come up with these funds. For them, it means uh, translating this into a, a rate pay uh, increase to their, to their uh, rate payers. Uh, and, um, and, and they're very concerned that, that, that there just isn't enough a capacity for, to, to find the money from from their local taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, but is it up to you to decide where this seven uh, percent comes from? Which programs, or uh, you know, are the things that were cited are they in fact from different envelopes, budget envelopes? Well. Again, I can't. I can't speak for Toronto. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm asking in terms of yeah, Peterborough. There are what we've been told is that the cuts will come from the envelope that is currently funded by the Ministry of Health. So when we've made our calculations or our projections, we're looking only in that envelope. And what there is are, in the, sorry? What there, is in that envelope? What, what's in that envelope? Well, most most of our programs fall within that uh, envelope. The only programs that are outside of it for Peterborough Public Health are the Healthy Babies, Healthy Children uh, program, which comes from a different envelope in the in, in the province. So that's the home visiting for uh, vulnerable newborns and infants that is done by public health nurses and uh, family support workers. Uh, so that program would hopefully not be impacted, uh, as would the infant-toddler program, which supports uh, families that have children with uh, special needs. Um, and then the only other other additional program that wouldn't be covered uh, or impacted would be our safe sewage program, uh, which is uh, it's a fee-for-service program that we do on behalf of our county. Uh, and uh, and that is um, that also d- depends on on local revenues only. I see. So uh, so for instance, your vaccination program comes from that particular budget, right? From the Ministry of Health funded budget, correct. Okay, so uh, that sounds like a very different story. So how do you begin to sort this out? 
Well, that's why I think what, what we prefer to do is to have some genuine engagement to be able to design what a restructured uh, public health system would look like along with our provincial partners. Uh, for example, my Board of Health um, would, uh, if, if you were looking at potential new regions, would prefer uh, a region that uh, here in Peterborough and the Kawarthas that, were, that was composed mostly of smaller rural communities and smaller urban centers to try and uh, preserve the services, I mean, so that they're not uh, reduced, or so that people aren't having to travel longer distances. Transportation's a big issue in the rural communities. People, uh, not everyone has a car, which means you have to have services closer to home or as close to home as possible or deliver them in different ways so that rural communities can actually access them. So, so the concern is that um, we, we, we need to have a re- region that's responsive to the needs of its local populations so that services and programs are preserved for those populations. And will you or do you know if you will have a stay in how these 10 health boards, you know, what the boundaries will be and all of that, or is that already uh, a done deal? Hard to tell. I mean, I think I, I think there has been decisions made at the provincial level to, to determine. We don't know, for example, why 10? Why not 20? So we don't know what the rationale is behind the 10. We do understand that there is going to be some potential for consultation, but we're not sure is that simply about implementational issues or will we actually be able to provide feedback on what the size of these regions should look like, where the boundaries should be drawn, um, how large of a population they should serve. Those are the sorts of things that my board would like to be engaged in. Uh, and, uh, and we're not sure yet whether or not we will have a voice. I, the, the other question that I had is that, that we keep hearing, and this is that, that there are a lot of these regional authorities that their boundaries may change. I mean, we have a dispute going on uh, in the region of, of Peel, for instance, where Mississauga wants to separate and the size of Toronto City Council was very abruptly cut, but, but we are hearing that a lot of this stuff might happen to other levels of municipal government. So uh, I, I would imagine that there would be some kind of ripple effect. Are you aware of anything about that? Well, you make a good point. And because public health is embedded within municipal responsibilities, it looks different from uh, across the province. So in some places like Waterloo, it's embedded within their regional council. It's a department of public health. In other places like the city of Toronto, it's semi-autonomous. The, the, board, the board of health sets policy, but the city controls the, the pocketbook. In places like Peterborough, we have an autonomous board of health. So it's, it's independent of its municipalities. On my board of health, I have three city councillors, three county councillors. I have the chief of one of our First Nations. I have a councillor from another First Nation as well as five provincial appointees. So it looks, public health looks different uh, depending on where in the province you, you live. Uh, and for that reason, uh, it, it, it's, it's, 
important that if we're going to make changes, we take into account all of these differences and try to strike the right balance. Okay, uh, we are running out of time on this. What would you like to leave us with? Well, I, I think the the um, propose, the announcements that were made in the budget are very concerning. Uh, they're concerning because public health is such an important investment. And we, we want to protect that investment. Uh, we know that every dollar we spent in, that we spend in public health saves money, it saves lives. Uh, and so uh, going forward in, in, a, in a process that is open and transparent, where municipalities and boards of health have an opportunity to help design the future would be what, what we would be looking for from our provincial government. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Rosanna Salvatera, Medical Officer of Health with the Peterborough Board of Health. Thank you very much for being with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.